0: Can a better understanding of the Jewish roots of your Christian faith actually equip you to live more fruitfully and safely in these volatile last days? Our guest today says it can. Find out why on Jewish Voice.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy and world events surrounding Israel. It's historical and theological fact that the roots of our faith are inherently Jewish. Jesus himself was a Jew, but sometimes it seems that people are simply unaware of the rich Hebrew heritage that our faith is built on, a heritage that, when embraced, allows us to more fully understand the Bible and God's unfolding plan and when you do this, it will open the doors of blessing God has in store for you. Here to talk more about the Jewishness of the Christian faith and how your life can be transformed by embracing your Hebrew roots, is the President and Founder of the Hebraic Christian Global Community. Please welcome my good friend, Dr. John John, This is the most Jewish thing that anyone can believe, the Messiah of Israel, the Jewish Messiah born in the Jewish homeland of Israel, of Jewish parents foretold in the Jewish prophets, what can be more Jewish?
2: Absolutely. And uh, here
1: we are, I'm a Jewish believer, you're from a traditional Christian background, but we've come to that same
2: revelation that the roots of our faith matter. Talk about why they matter. You know something in this context of this, Jonathan, it's really the fault more of the Christian church in history than it is of the Jewish people, that there has been this great separation that has developed between Christianity and Judaism. Because early on, at, toward the end of the first century, and the, actually the beginning of the second century, the church began to define itself as, not being, as being not Jewish. So then Judaism in turn began to defi- define itself as being not Christian. Right. So then you get this great division. And yet, we both came from the same parent. Both faiths came from the same parent, from Biblical Judaism. And here we are uh, on separate, opposite ends of the pole where we shouldn't have been. We should have always been in relationship with one another. Why
1: Why is it so important for people that are watching, that are thinking, okay, that's your thing, but the Old Testament is the Old Testament. I have the New Testament. You share often about the relevance of the Old Testament with Christians. Yeah. Why is that so important? Well,
2: I want to say that recovering and understanding the Jewish roots of your Christian faith is like a golden key that unlocks the treasures of Holy Scripture.
1: Mm. That's powerful. You
2: cannot understand the Scriptures fully unless you understand them from a Hebraic perspective. I like to tell Christians they need to take off their Latin eyeglasses, take off their Greek eyeglasses, and for God's sake, take off their American eyeglasses and start looking at the Bible with Jewish eyeglasses and then they'll get the real picture.
1: Now, I've heard people say, Christians say, when they came into this revelation, and it's really a pilgrimage that their, the light came on
2: absolutely. and they were born
1: again, again. Can, mm-hmm. can, can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It is like a Uh, a revitalization of your faith. It's not, the whole idea of recovering the Jewish roots of your Christian faith is not to try to turn Christians into Jews, to make Christians become Jews. It's the idea of letting Christians understand the, the magnificence of their faith, the foundations of their faith. And when you begin to go back and see the Hebraic roots of your Christian faith or the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, it merely makes your faith more vibrant, more alive. You really understand what Jesus was doing and you understand what Jesus was saying because you understand it with this Hebraic emphasis that the church has ignored and lost through the centuries. And as a result of that, we've been impoverished. I don't know how many different places I've been teaching on the Hebraic roots of the. A Christian faith, and leaders stand up and say, gentlemen, we've been robbed. We've been robbed of the Jewish roots of our faith. And I've had uh, bishops even in, in certain situations. One in Rio de Janeiro said, uh, I want to know why I didn't learn this in seminary.
1: In a sense, it's like being fatherless. It is. Spiritually, we, we have a relationship with
2: God, but we haven't, we haven't honored the Father. Absolutely. Which which is Jewish. And in many ways we Christians suffer from somewhat of an identity crisis because we can't connect ourselves in any real substantive way to the the people in the scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures. So we've we've set about and we've done this, this separation, this dichotomy, this removing Christianity from the matrix of Judaism from which it was birthed and as a result of that we have become impoverished in our faith. But it's coming back.
1: That's news. Now talk about the blessings that God intended for the Jewish people that
2: you are trying to help Christians understand they can be, become part of. Okay. God made all kinds of promises and blessings to Father Abraham. And this was 4,000 years ago when He called Abraham uniquely. Uh, God became a particularist when He called Abraham. But his particularity in calling Abraham as one man and his children and descendants after him as one people was to have an agent to promote his universality. So that's what God said to Abraham. I am calling you, but in you all the families and all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So the blessings of God were intended for all of humanity. So this is why Paul says, if you belong to the Messiah, then you are Abraham's children and heirs according to the promises of God. So you become heirs of the promises that God made to Abraham with regard to his descendants. You actually become a part of the family of Abraham when you come into faith in Jesus as the Messiah and the Lord. In effect, you become grafted into God's family tree god's family tree of covenant relationship god's family tree of salvation when you come to faith in jesus as the messiah then you are grafted into that family tree in effect paul says in in ephesians chapter 2 that you become a naturalized citizen of the commonwealth of israel paul said you gentiles before were without god in the world you had no hope and then but because of the Messiah you've been brought near and now you've become fellow citizens with the saints and of the same body. So we have been brought into this relationship of God as a part of the, the children of Abraham and so the blessings that God spoke to Abraham regarding himself and his linear, lineal descendants are now coming to us in a spiritual dimension listen, this through is the Messiah. So, this is so important. This is why
1: we don't need replacement theology. Absolutely, This is why we have to combat replacement theology because there's no need to say that the church has replaced the Jewish people when Christians understand they're part of the commonwealth of Israel. That's right. They've been grafted And we've got in. neighbors.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. We have brothers. We're part of the same family. So, this is what God has promised to us as, as Gentile Christian believers. We get to participate in all these good things that come to us from the Jewish people. And so we are part of this family, we are part of this nation. And the one thing about being grafted into a nation or for instance a naturalized citizen, once you become a citizen then you have the rights and privileges of citizenship. Now do you find when Christians
1: grasp grasp these truths that it changes their relationship with the world? It absolutely
2: does and it, it enriches. I like to say it just simply enriches their relationship with God. It doesn't replace something that they've done before. It just gives them greater depth of understanding and and enriches their experience with God. It's it's an amazing thing to see people when their eyes suddenly are open and they recognize that their faith is a Jewish religion, a Jewish faith. I like to say that Christianity is the other Jewish religion.
1: I want you to unpack that. That's really important. Yeah. That, that, that's very but true. But when
2: you get that, it enriches your faith. It doesn't take away from your faith in the Messiah. It doesn't take away from your, your understanding that you're saved by grace through faith, solely in the shed blood of Jesus. It expands your understanding. It's beautiful.
1: And and I, I, want, I want people to understand what you're saying. Pardon the in preaching. The fir- in the fir- well, I love the preaching. <laughs> you're saying in the first century, there's, there's really only two Judaisms. There's Rabbinic Judaism after the destruction of the Temple and then there's Messianic Judaism right. or what becomes Christianity. What becomes Christianity. Or what Christianity should have been.
2: Yeah. Ultimately. Well, and you know I, I like the words of David Flusser, Professor David Flusser. He said that fundamentally um, basic Judaism and basic Christianity is one and the same thing. When you get back to the roots of it all. It all goes back into this Biblical Judaism and Second Temple Judaism which gave birth to both Rabbinic Judaism and the Jesus Judaism which I like to we call it. We just have to
1: go back in time. And you we just got to, to go back, back, to the back the in Word. time,
2: get back to the roots. Hey, hey, we've got to take a break. Uh, don't go anywhere. Dr. John Garr and I are
1: going to continue to explore the Jewishness of the Christian faith and up next an important update for you to see Uh, on an impoverished tribe of Jewish people who desperately need our help, your help. Stay with us.
0: Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Jesus the Messiah to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote lost tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe, the Lemba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a book by John Garr called Christian Fruit, Jewish Root, Theology of Hebraic Restoration. This dynamic resource will help you more fully understand the Hebraic truths of your faith and just who Jesus really is. Helping you unlock the door for the many blessings God has in store for you. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you the gift just mentioned and one of the most exciting and revolutionary resources we've ever offered. It's a Bible called the Messianic Jewish Family Bible with a beautifully bonded leather cover and gold lettering. This invaluable resource complete with Messianic study tools is perfect for those who want to better understand the Bible from a Hebraic and Jewish roots perspective. This revolutionary Messianic version is translated directly from the original Hebrew and Greek texts by some of the most renowned Messianic scholars of our day. And it even includes study notes by Rabbi Jonathan Bernis on topics such as the feasts and festivals of Israel, learning Hebrew prayers, understanding Israel and end time prophecy, and more. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe, please call or click now. Time is of the essence for many of these people. I'm back with Dr. John
1: Garr and we're talking about a very, very important topic. Uh, some of you have discovered the importance of this topic, understanding the Hebraic roots of our faith. And John, you've devoted your life, o- over 50 years now of ministry right. to getting the message out that the roots of our faith are Jewish. and uh, congratulations on this, this book Christian Root or Christian Fruit, rather Jewish Root. Theology of Hebraic Restoration, Uh, just give us a a quick overview and then I want to ask about the Jewishness of Jesus and what has resulted in disconnecting
2: from the Jewish root. So, Christian fruit, Jewish root. Well, I wrote the book in order to um, establish theologically and historically that every authentic expression of Christian faith has a Jewish root and that's just a simple fact of history and a f- simple fact of theology. And so if you get back into the uh, the life and and ministry and works of Jesus and the apostles and their writings, you'll find that all the things that we Christians hold dear to our lives uh, come to us from the Jewish people. They have a Jewish root.
1: And when and when <clears throat> and when Christians understand that it opens up a door of blessing.
2: It does. It opens up an enormous door of blessing into their life. It does not lead them into being in bondage, uh, into legalism, as so many people have uh, tried to challenge and say, that anything Jewish is almost like the word Jewish is, is synonymous with legalism. Well, that's not true. Uh, it doesn't lead you into legalism. It doesn't lead you into bondage. It just. Liberate you and you have a greater expression and understanding of your faith. Because you understand and you know that your Messiah, Jesus, was a Jew. And that the religion he practiced was Judaism. And the understanding of your faith is that your faith is a a Jewish religion. It's very important to understand that. part
1: of the the commonwealth of Israel, Israel, spiritual sons and daughters of Abraham. So it's not about Christianity replacing Judaism or the Jewish people, mm-hmm.
2: but being added to being added in a to, very unique way. Coming alongside. You know, I, I saw something recently I, th- I think you'll chuckle about that I saw as a marquee in front of a Baptist church recently. And this is what it said. It said, John was not a Baptist. Mary was not a Catholic. And Jesus was not a Christian. They were all Jews. I love it. Now, isn't that I an interesting statement?
1: How true. Now, I want, to, I want you to, to just to touch on the negative side of this. Christian fruit, Jewish root. So give an example of something that's emerged in Christianity that, that has cut, cut off the Jewish faith, the Jewish roots. Uh, give an example and the result well, of that. Let me give
2: one, one quick example, and there are many others. Christianity was birth in a, the context of the synagogue movement that started from the time of Ezra, actually started in Babylon, but was formalized in the time of Ezra, manifested itself all the way up through the time of Jesus and the apostles. Uh, You know, Jesus didn't go to church on Sunday, like a lot of Christians believe. He went to synagogue on Sabbath. And the Scripture said that was His custom. He went to the synagogue as His custom was. Well, the synagogue was a, was a, a, a great experiment in the democratization of religion. And this was the fact that people could come together in this this relationship of a community and worship God. Well, unfortunately, the church that was birthed in that and which we see exactly fulfilling the life of the synagogue in Acts mm-hmm. chapter 2, verse 42, and I could go into great detail about that where each one of those things that the that was said that the early Christians continued steadfast in were the three functions of the synagogue. But as time went on, The synagogue influence or the synagogue model that was the basis for for the operation of the first century church came to be replaced by systems of government and order that were borrowed from the Greek city-states and from the Roman Empire. So you began to have this hierarchical episcopacy emerging in Christianity that was not present in the first century church. Mm-hmm. It wasn't present in the first century church because the first century church continued to function under the order of the synagogue. It was a synagogueal movement. As a matter of fact, James chapter 2 and verse 2 says, in James' own words, he called the Christian assemblies of the Jewish people still synagogues. He didn't call them churches. Mm-hmm. They were called synagogues. And so this synagogueal model was continued in the first century church. Well, that's one of the great aberrations of Christian faith that in many ways opened the door for Christian faith becoming Uh, a, a, a force, a political force that in turn brought great havoc into the lives of the Jewish people through the centuries when the church became the persecutor of the Jewish people, when the cross became a sword, if you please, and the Jewish people suffered great persecution from the church, but it happened because the church became more of a political institution, and the original model of servanthood was replaced by dictatorial powers of those who call themselves the the leaders, the bishops, and so forth of the of the of the church, as it emerged on into the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, centuries, and on up through the Middle Ages. So there's a good example. I mean, it, it doesn't have the Jewish root; it's not authentic. That's right, biblical Christianity. And so the whole model that dominated the life of the church, as far as leadership and government was concerned, was patterned after Greece and after Rome, not after the synagogue movement in which the church was
1: birthed. Time to get back to the roots. Yep. Now, uh, just time for one more question. The simple but, Im- but
2: very important statement that Jesus was a Jew. Absolutely. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot to, to us as Christians to be able to say that because historically the church has made every effort possible to disassociate Jesus from His inherent Jewishness. It's almost as though the church has confessed that Jesus was both fully God and fully man, but they didn't want Him to be fully man as being a Jew. I like to say that Jesus, or Yeshua, is when God became a Jew. When God became human, he no. became a Jew. No,
1: that has That's impacting. Now
2: that's it's powerful too. one that all too. of you have to chew on. You'll have to think about it.
1: I that. wish we had more time. Uh, I really want to congratulate you on writing uh, on a very, very important topic with thoroughness, but simplicity as well. It's very readable. If you want to better understand the Hebraic foundations of your faith, and I'm telling you that blessings will flow. Abundance and spiritual growth will come into your life as you embrace your rich Hebraic heritage. And I really encourage you to get a copy of this book, Christian Fruit, Jewish Root. It will really open up the, John called it a golden key, and I believe it's just that, a golden key. And we'll tell you how you can get it. But first, an important update on a tribe of Jewish people in the remote parts of Africa who desperately need your
3: Make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Bernus and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. The the dedication of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Burness under a traditional Jewish kupa, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other, and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean cruise.
1: A very important part of what we do here at Jewish Voice is to provide medical care and clean water to Jewish communities and their neighbors in some of the poorest places on earth. Now many of the people that we help have never even seen a doctor or a dentist. They're alone and they're often forgotten. One such community is called the Beta Israel, the House of Israel living in Ethiopia. We recently traveled there to provide free medical, dental and eye care and many came to know Jesus, Yeshua, as their Messiah and Savior. Some people walked for miles when they heard about the clinic. Take a look at a clip from our medical outreach in Gondar, Ethiopia. Okay, I want to make sure they're separated between children. All the, all the, all the small children are here for pediatrics. Only all the small ones. All the small ones are here.
4: Volunteer pediatricians from many nations travel to treat children just like these in Gondar. From providing the most basic pediatric care to treating children who are chronically ill and dying many are also lined up today some for the first time ever to receive free dental care volunteer dentists work tirelessly to help as many patients as they can on each trip but the opportunity to provide such necessary and sometimes life-saving care is second only to the opportunity jewish voice has to transform lives spiritually by proclaiming the good news of salvation in yeshua jesus the messiah
2: A Muslim lady, just by the love that I showed her, wanted to know the God that I served purely by my love, that she was suffering so tremendously, and I held her in my arms and I even cried with her. It was just the right time I said, God, thank you,
0: because you let me know that what I'm doing is exactly what you want me to do, and just like Jonathan Bernis says, It's not what you say, it's
4: what you do. Believing we are living in the days God promised to restore the Jewish people physically and spiritually, Jonathan Bernis is passionate to see the fulfillment of Israel's destiny, to return to their land
1: and to their God. We'd love to share how you can be part of an upcoming outreach So contact us at the toll-free number on your screen, or you can go to jewishvoice.tv.
0: Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Jesus the Messiah to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote lost tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe, the Lemba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? the elderly children infants and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care you can help save lives but we must act now call or click right now to help us save lives and with your gift of any amount we'll say thank you by sending you a book by john garr called christian fruit jewish root theology of hebraic restoration this dynamic resource will help you more fully understand the hebraic truths of your faith and just who Jesus really is. Helping you unlock the door for the many blessings God has in store for you. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you the gift just mentioned and one of the most exciting and revolutionary resources we've ever offered. It's a Bible called the Messianic Jewish Family Bible with a beautifully bonded leather cover and gold lettering. This invaluable resource complete with Messianic study tools is perfect for those who want to better understand the Bible from a Hebraic and Jewish roots perspective. This revolutionary Messianic version is translated directly from the original Hebrew and Greek texts by some of the most renowned Messianic scholars of our day. And it even includes study notes by Rabbi Jonathan Bernis on topics such as the feasts and festivals of Israel, learning Hebrew prayers, understanding Israel and end time prophecy and more. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe please call or click now. Time is of the essence for many of these people. Well, as I close out the program, I wanna remind you, as I do in every
1: program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 promises that those who love you will prosper. So if you want to prosper, pray for Israel. They need our prayers. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying Shalom and God bless you.
3: Since 1967, Jewish Voice has provided humanitarian aid around the world while proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Jewish Voice has demonstrated God's love by providing medical care, eye care, and dental care, all free of charge, to some of the most impoverished people in the world. Your faithful support makes all of this possible. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee.